ourselves together, came to the house of the Lord. And God wants to move. But God does not move if our flesh doesn't move. So I wonder if we could lift up our hands and lift up our voice. Quit thinking about the football game today, thinking about what you got to do tomorrow. And somebody lift up your voice and reach out to the Holy Ghost right now. God, I need you today. God, I've got to have you this morning. I need an encounter with the Holy Ghost today. In the name of Jesus, I take authority and dominion over every uh, 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 thing that would come against the people of God. In Jesus' name, every distraction. In Jesus' name today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need your spirit to move. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Reach out to him right now. Don't stop after 10 seconds. Somebody pursue after him right now. Lift up your voice and pursue after him right now in this place today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, I'm hungry for you this morning. Lord, I'm thirsty for your spirit today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I need you this morning. I need you this morning. I need you this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, the Bible says, without me, ye can do nothing. That means whatever I do without the Lord helping me, it is wasted time. I need him. I need him to I need him whether I feel like I need him or not. I need him whether I'm feeling like I need him or I don't feel like I need him. I need him. You need him today. Whether your flesh feels like it or not, you need a touch from the Holy Ghost today. I'm not fine. You're not fine. Nobody's fine. We all need a touch of the Holy Ghost this morning. The biggest lie that Satan wants us to buy into is I'm fine today. No, I'm not fine. You're not fine. Nobody's fine. We need a touch of the Spirit of God this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what next week brings. You don't know what's going on right now in your life that hasn't surfaced yet. We need a touch of the Holy Ghost today. Would you lift up your voice and lift up your hands to the Lord right now in this place today and tell him, Lord, I need you this morning. I need you this morning. I'm not good. Lord, I'm not fine the way I am. I need a touch from your spirit today. I need a breakthrough in my spirit today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without any music right now, somebody lift up your voice. Lord, I need you this morning. There are souls weighing in the balance this morning. Lord, we need you today. We cannot afford to move through a service without your spirit moving in the name of Jesus, without your spirit having free reign in this place. Hallelujah. Lord, I'll get my flesh out of the way. I'll get my thoughts out of the way. I'll get my feelings out of the way. Lord, and I'll, I'll pursue after you today in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, don't look around at somebody next to you. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands unto the Lord and seek after him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God's reaching for somebody this morning. He's reaching for somebody this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, something will come in this room right now. Somebody will seek after him. This is what we need this morning. Hallelujah. There you go, Brother Hibner. God's going to touch you this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, we need you. We need a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 He Allah Come on, this is what we need this morning. Hallelujah. You need to stop waiting on the next song or the next whatever. Somebody needs to get into the presence of the Lord this morning. Reach over to somebody close to you. Lay your hand on their shoulder right now and pray with them. God's going to give them a breakthrough today. God's going to minister to somebody this morning right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 If you need a renewing in the Holy Ghost, God wants to renew you this morning. Hallelujah. God wants to touch you all over again this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Let me talk to us for a moment this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me talk to us for a moment this morning. I'll just tell you what's been going over in my mind for a little while. The biggest lie Satan will tell people is you're fine. Guess what? Pastor's not fine. You're not fine. Bishop's not fine. Nobody's fine. The only time I'm going to be fine is when my feet are walking on streets of gold. That's when I'm going to be fine. If God doesn't move you, you are not fine. If you'd rather be on your phone when you're in church, you are not fine. You are not fine. If it's hard for you to worship God, you're not fine. You are not okay. It's not acceptable to God for us to come into his presence and just declare myself fine. I'm not fine. I need a savior. I need a Lord. I need someone to govern my life. I, I, need, I, need a, I need a breakthrough every time I come to the house of the Lord. If I'm not touching God, I'm not fine. But we can get into a routine. In our, if, you, if you haven't prayed in a week or a month, you're not fine. If you haven't cracked your, if, if the dust on your Bible is thicker than your Bible, you are not fine. If there's no desire to, to, to get into the presence of God on your own time, not, I'm not even talking about Sunday, just your own pursuit of God, you are not fine. If, if you can pass a day or two or three without praying and not feel convicted, you are not fine. If your mind doesn't even think about teaching somebody a Bible study, you are not fine. If, you, if, you have, if, it, if, it, if everything in, in regards to the things of God is difficult and, a, and, and you dread doing what your soul says you need, what you feel the Spirit of God drawing you to, to do if it's just a dread if you just dread doing it you're not fine you need a breakthrough in your spirit if it's hard to lift your voice in the presence of God if it takes everything to get you worked up and to get your emotions high so you'll finally lift a hand or two you are not fine and as long as we believe that I am fine we'll go to hell believing I'm fine but God is reaching for somebody that's willing to look at themselves in the mirror and own it and just say God I'm not fine I'm not doing too good right now oh I feel the Holy Ghost there's my help Right now, somebody needs to just own it and look at themselves in, in the mirror and say, God, I'm not doing good. I need a touch from the Holy Ghost. I've, 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 been, I've been lukewarm for too long. I've skipped prayer for too long. I've, I've come up with an excuse of why I don't have to consecrate for too long. And I've just gone through the motions for too long, not even worrying about feeling the Holy Ghost, not even worrying about hearing his voice. God, I'm not fine. I am not fine. I am not fine. I need a breakthrough in my life today. I'm sick of telling myself I'm fine and going home the same way. I need you to break through every barrier in my life. Somebody ought to lift up your hands right now and get honest with God and say, God, I'm not fine. God, I'm not fine. I need a touch from you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we need a breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. God, I'm not fine. I'm not okay. I'm not okay in my condition. I'm not okay just struggling to, to go to church and struggling to worship and struggling to do what I know I, that I want to do. God, I'm not fine. I need a touch from you today. 
I take authority over every lie of hell that says you're fine. I take authority over every lie of hell that will soothe your carnality and say, oh, it's okay. You can miss this Sunday. You can miss next week. You can sleep in. You can you can take it easy and not get a move from God. You're not fine. You're not fine. You need a breakthrough this morning. You need to touch the Holy Ghost this morning. God, I'm not going to make you chase after me. I'm going to chase after you. I'm not going to make you uh, run after me. God, I'm running after you. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now and pursue after God. If you need a touch from God, you ought to lift up your voice right now to him. God, I need you this morning. I need you. I need you. I need you. God, I'm not fine. I'm not okay without a touch from you. God, I'm not okay in the same condition I've been in. I need you. I need you. I need you. I refuse to stay on this road. I refuse to stay on the road of mediocrity. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I refuse the voice that says I'm fine. I refuse the voice that says I'm okay. I'm not going to be okay until I'm walking through the pearly gates. I'm not taking it easy in Jesus' name. I'm not taking the easy road. But God, I'm going to I'm going to break through. I'm going to touch you. I'm not going to live the same old way that I've been living. I'm not going to live a lukewarm life and expect to to, to go to heaven. God, I'm going to touch you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God's got a touch for somebody here today. Be seated. I've got a word from God. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2, verse number 21. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will restore to you the years." 
that the locust hath eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. I want to go back to verse number 25. I will restore to you the years. I don't want to preach from that little phrase this morning. I will restore to you the years. Let's lift up our hands to the Lord right now and lift our voice in this place to him. Come on, one more time. Lift up your voice to him, Lord. Lord, I pray he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to us this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, you're reaching for somebody this morning. Lord, you're reaching for somebody in this place today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Before the prophet gets into what the Lord is going to do in verse 21, he says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Want to read Romans chapter 8 and 19. This has just been in my spirit for weeks now. And there's just been this theme that in my spirit that I've just, I just keep coming back to this particular verse of Scripture, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. You can translate that for the honest expectation of the creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earth is, is groaning as we, as the coming of the Lord draws even closer. As the rapture of the church draws closer, the earth, all of creation is groaning and in expectancy for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earth literally itself, what we are seeing in the earth, in the, in the weather patterns and in the things that are happening in the earth today, we're not happening 50, 60, 70 years ago on a regular basis like they are happening today. We have entered into a time where there is a, where the earth is groaning and the earth is expecting and the earth is yearning and looking for the, the, the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation is looking forward to what God is going to do in these last days. In Joel 2 and 21, as the prophet began the process of prophesying about the, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, he first says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. And while this doesn't really make sense to our natural mind this morning, I'll just echo the words of that prophet to the land of Springfield, Sangamon County, and the state of Illinois. Fear not, O land, rejoice and be glad, for the Lord is going to do great things among us. 
Hallelujah. There's something about the raised voice of the prophet when he began to prophesy to the land and, and everything that had happened in the land of Israel and in, 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 in that part of the world that he begins to prophesy to the land and says, oh, oh land, rejoice and be glad for the Lord will do great things. And I want to prophesy this morning to the land among us, to the people, to all of creation among us and around us that God is going to do great things among us. Praise God. Praise God. I know that in the last couple of years there has been a different spirit that has swept into our nation and to our world. Things are not like they used to be just a couple of short years ago and there is a darkness that is in the land. There is fear and anxiety that is in the land. There is pestilence that is in the land. But regardless of everything that is taking place, fear not, O land. Rejoice and be glad for my God is is going to do great things. This is not the end of the church. We have not seen the greatest years of the church. They are not in our past, but they are yet ahead of us for God is going to do great things in these last days. If you believe that this morning, would you clap your hands and give Jesus praise today? Hallelujah. I heard a report just the other day, and this is just in the organization of which I am licensed with, United Pentecostal Church International, that 56% of churches experienced a decline in membership in the last couple of years or in attendance during COVID-19. The only thing I have to say to that is, fear not, O land, rejoice and be glad for God is going to do great things. I don't care what the surface looks like. I don't care what is happening that we can see with our eyes in the church as a whole. This is not the end of God's people. This is not the end of the church for the word of God declares that the Lord will do great things. begins to go on and prophesy and declare what God is going to do in the midst of his people. And he makes the statement that the Lord will restore the years. Now every one of us that drive a vehicle, probably at some point in time, you, you got in an automobile accident one point or another, and as soon as it was over, you began to assess whether or not you had been injured. And, and if you have been in an automobile accident and were not injured and, and, and the car is a mess, you'll come to the conclusion real fast, this could have been a lot worse, a car is replaceable. We've, we've said it in, in, many, in, in, in many different contexts. There are so many things that are replaceable. You can, you can, you can uh, purchase another vehicle. You're just glad maybe if, you're, if, you're, if you had a child that was in a car accident or, or something happened to them, you, you look at everything that has happened and you make an assessment and say, well, that is replaceable. I'm just glad that you're okay. We can, we can deal with that because you're fine. But one thing that is not replaceable that nobody can replace place are years that have been lost. 
You can replace things. You may have things in your closet that, that you have accumulated over a, a period of time that if, if God forbid, if your house were to catch on fire and everybody is, 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 is safe and sound and fine, there, there will be grieving that loss and going through the emotions of that. But at the end of the day, if everybody's fine, you'll come to the conclusion that stuff is just stuff. And if I want to replace it, I can eventually replace it. You'll, you'll, you'll look at everything and assess what is the most important. But what we all know today is that if you have wasted years, if, if there have been years of your life that you feel have been wasted or taken from you, that's a whole different ball game. That's something totally different to make an assessment because nobody here today, nobody on this earth has the ability to replace somebody's years that they have lost. You cannot turn back the clock and become younger. It, it, it just is what it is. We are forced at times to look at our life and say, well, I've lived so many years, I'm going to make the best of the remaining years left because what's gone is gone. Oh, but my God began to prophesy through Joel and he said, I will restore the years that have been stolen from you. Now we're talking about something that's totally different on a level that humanity cannot do. I could, I could wreck my car this afternoon and, and eventually I would come up somehow with a new vehicle or, or something Somebody could come out of the blue and say, hey, I heard you went through a tragedy. I, I, I want to bless you and I want to replace that. We've had that happen in one way or another and something that was lost is replaced and, and, and it's all well and good. But when you're talking about your life, you can't replace yours. You can't turn back the clock. You can't, you can't go back and unmake decisions that you made. But, but the Lord began to prophesy through Joel and he began to talk to his people because they had fallen into idolatry over and over again and, and, and they had gone through this cycle and the canker worm had come in and the palmer worm and the caterpillar and, and, and they had eaten their crops and they had stolen their productivity and God begins to tell them I'm going to restore to you the years that were stolen from you. That is only something that God can do. Man cannot restore years. Man cannot bring all the productivity back into the back end of your life and make up for everything that was lost. Oh, but my God can do the supernatural. My God can, when, when you give your life to Jesus and you come back to him and say, God, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to get back where I need to get back to. God has a way and it doesn't make sense to my natural mind, but he can restore the years that were stolen from you. The Bible says that the caterpillar and the canker worm and the palmer worm, they were sent by God. We're not even talking about going into the enemy's camp and taking back what he stole from me. No, 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 no. This wasn't, this wasn't the devil. God sent this among them. He said, okay, if you want to live how you want to live, then I'm going to let the earth have free reign over you and have dominion over you. But as his people, as the prophet Joel begins to prophesy and tell them what God is doing, what he's going to do, and what he's trying to do, he begins to make them a promise. Oh, what a great God he is. That in on all of the rebellion and all of the disobedience and the idol worship and all of the debauchery that they fell into, when God begins to speak to his people and they begin to turn back to him and say, God, I've been doing it wrong for a long time and I've wasted a lot of time. I've wasted a 
a lot of years, God has a way. He begins to speak to his people and says, well, when, when I get involved in your life, I have a way of restoring not just your stuff, your crops, your livelihood. God can come and begin to restore the years in your life so that when you get to the end of your life, it's like you hadn't walked away from him at all. It's like you hadn't wasted any time at all. Somebody ought to hear the word of the Lord this morning. This is something that doesn't compute with our brain, that our God is so powerful that he can reach out of eternity and into time and somehow through his power begin to restore the years that were stolen from you. I've come to preach to somebody this morning that God is a restorer, not of just stuff and things, but he is a restorer of years that you have felt like were wasted years and you've come back to God and say, God, I don't have much to offer you yet. I don't have much to offer you anymore. I wasted some years. I wasted some time uh, doing it my, by myself and doing it on my own and now all I've got is this left and God says, oh, that's all right because I'm going to restore the years that were stolen from you. I'm going to restore the years that the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm have taken from you. I'm going to pour out my spirit and beyond that my people shall never be ashamed. I'm going to take it from you. I'm going to restore it. I think everybody would look at their life that's lived for God say God I could have I could have utilized those years better. Yeah, I went to church and did what I needed to do. Whatever, whatever. But there's, I look at my life and there's wasted years. And I can't get those years back. I can't, I can't, I can't turn the clock back. I can't jump in a time machine and go back in time and, and fix it all. God, it's gone. It's gone forever. Oh, oh yes, according to mankind it is. But God was making them a promise. If you'll come back to me, if you'll come back to me, not 50%, not 75%. The Bible says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. When there is that window of opportunity where God is reaching and God is tugging and God is pulling and God is uh, creating opportunity, if you will come back to him, if you will hear his voice and you will pursue after him, if you will, if you will put away everything that you have fallen into and everything that has distracted you and everything that has pulled you to the wayside, if you will put everything to the side, he is a God that knows how to restore even the years of of your life that you're looking at and you're saying to yourself, there's no way I can get those back. There's no way that the, that the clock can be turned back. But God says, I can restore it to you and you're going to eat in plenty and you're going to be satisfied and there's going to be provision. What he was telling them is all of the loss that they suffered as a result of walking away from him. They, they didn't have the blessing of God upon their life. They did not have the blessing of God upon their livelihood. He was saying, I'm going to bless your livelihood. You're going to eat in plenty and you're going to be blessed and people are going to know that the blessing of God is upon you. Somebody, I pray that you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to you today. He has a way of restoring the years
years that have been stolen seemingly from you. He has a way of restoring those years that you thought were wasted and that are gone. God can bring productivity back into your life in such a way that as the years go by and you look back over your life, you're going to say, God restored it. God gave it back to me. I came back to him and I recommitted. I came back to him and I reconsecrated and he restored it to me. Lift up your hands right now unto the Lord and somebody lift your voice in this place right now. He God is trying to speak to somebody today. He's trying to get somebody's attention. You've got you've to lay everything to the side and say, God, I'm going to believe your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palm worm, my great army which I sent among you, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. When you come back to God, he's not waiting to abuse you. He's not waiting to beat you over the head and, and to make you feel guilty and condemned. He's he, When you come back to him, he's trying to bless you. He's trying to prosper you. He's trying to, to pour out his blessing upon your life. He's not going to bless your sin. He's not going to bless your iniquity. He's not going to bless the things that transgress his word. Oh, no, he doesn't bless that. But when you repent and you get rid of it and say, God, I'm coming back to you. I'm going to seek you like I have never sought you before. There is restoration that is going to come. And it's not going to be just restoration of your productivity. It's going to be It's going to be as though when you look back over your life, when it may be when you're laying on your deathbed with your family surrounding you, that you begin to think back at all those years that you thought you wasted. And then you see, and then you begin to think about how that you recommitted yourself to God and say, God, I'm going to live for you 100% and then you're going to see how God began to restore things. You're going to look at the goodness of God in your life. You're not going to look at it with regret because God has a way of restoring the years that you thought were gone and you could not get them back. He is a God of restoration. He can restore relationships. He can restore marriages. He can restore friendships. He can bring reconciliation into situations you thought were long gone. And he can, he has a way because he's God. And it doesn't make sense to my brain and to your brain. But if, if you will put your hands in the hands, uh, put your life in the hands of Jesus Christ, if you will turn back to God this morning and say, God, I'm going to live for you. I, I, I've got a promise from God out of the word of God for you. He's going to restore years that you thought were gone. You're going to look back over your life and you're going to see that God did a restoration work and know that he is a good God and you're going to eat in plenty and you're going to be satisfied and God is going to take care of you because he's a God that will restore to you the years that you thought were gone. Would you lift up your hands right now to the Lord and receive that word from God? I want you to stand to your feet in the name of Jesus and lift your voice. God's going to minister to some God's reaching for somebody here today. You thought the years were gone. 
on. You've counted them up. You've looked at the calendar and said, I wasted this year and I wasted that year and, and these months I wasted, but God is a restorer. He is going to bring restoration into your life. He wants to touch you this morning. I'm inviting you to this altar right now. If you've never received the Holy Ghost before or if you need a renewing of his spirit, if you just want to connect with the Holy Ghost right now, God is here to touch you today. He's here to begin restoration in your life. He's here for, to give you an opportunity to say, God, I'm going to put my life in your hands today. There's people God's dealing with right now. Would you lift up your hands and lift your voice all over this altar right now? Somebody talk to him. Come on, somebody right now. Lift up your voice and talk to him in this place today. Hallelujah. God's touching people right now. Somebody lift up your voice. He wants to restore this morning.
come on in, Lord, dwell among us, saturate us. We need you right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Hands are lifted, hearts are open. As you enter, we surrender. We need you right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Come on in, Lord. lift up your voice right now all over the sanctuary and love him. Come on, lift up your hands just as high as you can get them. Hallelujah. He's restoring years. He's restoring years. He's restoring years. He You thought it was wasted, but he's going to restore it. You thought it was gone, but there's a fresh anointing that's coming upon you. There's productivity in the spirit that God is bringing into your life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. just thank the Lord for what he's going to do. 
Hallelujah. Rejoice, O land, and be glad. For God is going to do great things. The Lord is going to do great things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, he's going to do great things. You better get glad. You better get happy because God is going to do it. The joy of the Lord's coming back into your life like it used to be. Your purpose is coming back like you used to have because he's going to restore. He's going to restore. Rejoice, O land, and be glad. For God shall do great things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it seemed like we've lost years with COVID. Fear not, O land. Rejoice and be glad. For God's going to do great things. And he's going to restore the years. years we thought were lost. Oh no. God's going to restore the years. He's going to restore for his church. He's going to restore for every individual that says, God, I'm coming back to you in the name of somebody lift up your hands let's love him the Lord's touching people right now hallelujah hallelujah I'm going to restore I'm going to restore the years I'm going to restore the years I'm going to restore Oh, shut up. 